Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. We are a church with a mission of inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ. It really doesn't matter who you are, what you have done, or how you choose to worship. You belong here. We pray that this week's sermon blesses you and that you feel God's presence through it today. So today we are starting a short yet very important sermon series called Becoming a Butterfly. And what we're going to be doing in this series, which has significant implications for the life of this church for years to come, is we're going to spend the next three weeks talking about how we have gotten to this place, what we need to do now that we're in this place, and what the future might just look like given the path that we choose moving forward. And the way we're going to be working through all that complexity to to make it simple is using the life cycle of a butterfly to put it all into perspective. So very simply put, and to give you a basic foundation to go back to like third grade or whatever it is, for our purposes, there's three stages in the life cycle of a butterfly. You have stage one, which is the egg and caterpillar or larval stage. Stage two is the pupa or metamorphosis stage. And then last but not least, you have adulthood, which is the butterfly stage. So again, to make that stick, you've got stage one, egg and caterpillar, stage two, metamorphosis. And then last but not least, you have adulthood, which is the butterfly stage. And now that you have that as your foundation, let us now examine stage one, the larval stage, in a bit more depth to see how this process can help us to understand how we have gotten to where we are as a church. So, after a butterfly larva hatches from its eggs, what happens is that this little worm-looking creature spends almost all of its existence eating and growing and eating and growing. Or depending on the species of butterfly, this all-you-can-eat part of their existence can last anywhere from 15 to 27 days. And one of the main things that happens as they're eating and growing and eating and growing, because that's all they do, is they molt. Or on about five different occasions throughout this part of their life, they have to shed their skin so they can continue to grow. Or as one source I found explains it, as they eat, caterpillars increase in size and their skin, their exoskeleton, becomes tighter and tighter. Or think about that pair of jeans that you've outgrown and you'll know what I'm talking about. (laughs) As a result of that, you guys, everybody had that happen, huh? Wow. (laughs) As a result of that, the caterpillars grow a new, larger exoskeleton And then they shed the old one, which again, is a process that happens about five times before a caterpillar moves into the big stage of metamorphosis. Now, what I really like about this part of the butterfly's life cycle is it gives us a great way of making sense of how we as a church over the last 40 years have grown and developed into the church that we are today. In that, when you look back into our past, what you're going to find is not a static, never-changing organization that is exactly what it was 40 years ago. No, instead, what you're going to find is like a caterpillar. We have gone through significant seasons of growth and development, which has forced us, caused us to shed our skin or to go through seasons of transformation as we grow and develop into the church that God is calling us to be. Or to try to make this practical for all of you, almost 37 years ago, This congregation hired the right reverend Wild Bill Johnson to be their new senior minister. And what happens almost every time you hire a new senior minister is, in a sense, the church has to shed its skin to make room for new life and new growth that goes along with the new leadership. 
which is exactly what Pastor Bill offered, right? Not only helping this church manage and face and overcome one of the most difficult parts of its history, but it's also the case that he helped this church thrive in ways that are absolutely amazing. Or one of the most significant things that happened under Pastor Bill's leadership was the huge undertaking of building this amazing building that we now sit in. Or because this congregation had outgrown the old church, you know, the old skin needed to be shed, 25 years ago, this church shed its skin and moved into this new building. And what happened as a result of that shedding of the skin is this church continued to grow and thrive and do good things, going beyond what it had done before. Then what happened Almost nine and a half years ago after Pastor Bill retired and you guys decided to hire this relatively inexperienced, funny-looking dude from Oklahoma, and you're not supposed to laugh at that. You're supposed to say, no, 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 you're not funny-looking. You guys hired me to help lead you into the future. And again, like happened when Pastor Bill was hired, this congregation had to go through this process of shedding skin to make room for the possibility of new life and new growth. And at this point... Please don't hear me saying anything negative about Pastor Bill or anybody who has gone before us. No, what I want you guys to see is that the process of shedding skin is not a bad thing. In fact, shedding skin is necessary and natural. It's what has to happen for us to become the church that God created us to be. In fact, what you need to understand about this process, which I think so many people miss, especially the younger generations, because they haven't lived long enough to see it, is that who we are today, which is absolutely amazing, would not exist if it wasn't for Pastor Bill and all of those amazing people who have gone before us. Or in a sense, all that hard work and dedication that people have given to this church for the last 134 years. Think about that. This church has been around for 134 years. All that hard work and dedication is the foundation on which we stand. We wouldn't be here without all of that. But our responsibility... It's to take the foundation that has been given to us and do what God is calling us to do in the here and now, which means where I fit in all of this, my role in this process is to take this amazing foundation that I have inherited and continue to do the hard work that, that it takes to help this congregation grow, thrive, and do great things. And according to my understanding, there's basically been two major times of transition, shedding of skin during the nine and a half years that I've served as the minister. So the first being when I arrived, we went through this process of developing and implementing our God-given mission and vision. If you don't have it memorized by now, it's not my fault. It's, we do it every single week, right? So what we did then was we found our purpose. And not only did we find our purpose, but we began to shape and mold every part of our church around what God is calling us to do and to be. Which, if you'll remember, for those of you who were here, when you think back to that process, it wasn't warm and fuzzy and it wasn't full of rainbows and unicorns. But like shedding skin, it was a difficult process where we had to let go of parts of ourselves to make room for new life. And then four years later, as a result of seeking to live into this mission and vision that God had given to us, it was decided that to do a better job of reaching out to the over 8,000 people in this area who don't know Christ or belong to a church to try something new and different. Something that would give us the ability to attract and connect with all of the people in this area that need them some Jesus. So while doing our best to keep everything basically the same, everything we had was going well, so we didn't want to change any of that, we took the risk and started the refuge. But just like things got difficult, all those other times the church decided to shed its skin, 
Again, things during that time period got hard and uncomfortable as we took this jump. Or the truth is, there were times during that process, that, that messy process, if things got so overwhelming that it didn't know if we are going to be able to pull it off. And yet, with God's help, and with a whole lot of hard work and dedication from the people of this church, again, we shed our skin and made room for the possibility of continued growth and life. Which, as you've all experienced, is not only has, has the refuge helped us connect and minister to hundreds of more people in this community that are here every single week, but it's also the case because of the refuge, we have seen growth and development in almost every area of our church, growing and thriving in ways that I don't even think we thought was possible at the time. Yet here we are, and it's absolutely amazing. Or how many of you have been kind of excited by all that has happened in the last five years or so in this church? Anybody excited about that? Let's give God some love on that deal, right? But... But to really put this into perspective or to see just how significant this process of growing and shedding is, I want you to take a moment and think about what if this church never took that risk? What if we never took any risk for that matter? Where would we be if we would have never done the difficult work of shedding our skin by building this building, by creating our purpose, our mission and vision? And where would we be if we didn't create the refuge? Well, in sticking with this metaphor, what usually happens when a caterpillar doesn't shed its skin, for whatever reason that may be, is not only does it stunt their growth, holding them back from becoming who God created them to be, but the long-term implications of this is that it eventually leads to death, which I believe is exactly what's happening in a whole lot of churches today. Because churches have gotten comfortable or because they're, they're too scared to change, adapt and adjust, they end up not shedding their skin or not letting go of what needs to be let go of. And so what you see when you look around the landscape of American Christianity, and you can see this big time here in Great Bend, are a whole lot of churches that are not only stunted in their growth, but that are slowly but surely dying. And all because they're not willing to shed their skin. They're not willing to make the changes that need to be done. And for me, what that puts into perspective is if we want to continue to grow and thrive as a church, then what we cannot do, even though it's going to be uncomfortable and hard for every single one of us, is, is we can't refuse to continue the growth process. Because if we ever choose to do that, then just like all those other churches that are out there, we too will end up being stunted, maybe even to the point of death. So do you guys see that? Isn't it amazing how that metaphor just fits everything just perfectly and how we have to grow and develop and shed to become the people that God has created us to be? Now, so now that you've kind of got the, the big picture view in your mind, there, there's one more big thing that I want you all to think about as we start to wrestle with what's next for us as a church. So, whether you're aware of it or not, whether you like it or not, and the truth is most of us don't like it, we live in a world of change. We live in a world of change. In fact, in one big sense, the only constant in this life is change. But contrary to popular belief, change is not actually a bad thing. In fact, when you look back to Genesis, it's the way that God created the world to work. Or on day four of creation, God said this, let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years and let them 
Let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And what God is doing here in this part of creation, as he orders everything, it's, he creates time as we know it. And what we know about how time works is by nature, time is not something that stays the same. It's not static. No, time is something that is always moving forward. So what that means for you and I as a church and also as individuals is we can either choose to fight against the way God created the world to work by doing everything in our power to keep things the same because we're safe and comfortable, or we can simply accept the fact that change is a natural, normal part of life and even embrace it as a gift that has been given to us that is constantly calling us not to stay where we are, but to keep moving us forward, becoming the church or the people that God has called and created us to be. So, given all of that, as a congregation, we have some really big decisions to make this summer regarding what's next. In that, will we be a church that because we are comfortable and things are going really, really good, choose to stay where we are? Or will we, as this church has done many times before, choose to shed our skin or choose to make the changes necessary to continue to thrive? Well, if you guys are interested in this, if you want to learn a little bit more about what we're planning, I, I want to invite you back next week as we get into the details of what it means to go through a church structure and then what it means to make more room for people in the back because we just don't have enough room. So I'll walk you through all of that. I'll show you everything that is going on because in a sense, um, what we the season that we believe we're being called into is not just the shedding of the skin, but it's bigger, it's messier, it's, it's more of a metamorphosis. And the reason we want to do that is so that it gives us the ability to soar, gives us the ability to fly, to become all that God has created us to be. But until next week, what I need all of you to do to, to get prepared for this season of discernment that we're entering into is while taking into account everything that we talked about today, that, that change is, is normal and natural, is to take a moment and ask God, to not only show us the way forward, but to walk with us every step of the way, shaping and molding us into who he needs us to be in this time and place as the first Christian church of Grape in Kansas. Because the truth is, to become the church that, that I believe God is calling us to be, it's going to take every single one of us to make that a reality. Now, here's the amazing thing about this, right? We are in a church that our biggest problem right now is we don't have a structure that can keep up with what we've got and we don't have enough room to fit everybody. Out of all the problems we could have, do you see how absolutely amazing that is? So it's my hope that you'll wrestle with this, you'll pray about this. Ultimately, you guys are the ones who get to vote on this. We'll be doing that on August 20th, I believe. But for me, the sky's the limit. We've just seen too many things. We've seen God do too many amazing things around here to think that we're gonna stop here and that's it. So I hope you guys will join me in that prayer. Let us pray. Father, what an exciting time in the life of this church. Our biggest issues are we have a structure that it's hard to keep up with, and then we also have more people coming than 
we can keep up with. So we're so grateful to see the growth in life that is happening around here. We're grateful that as a congregation, we've more than doubled in size and continue to see more and more people every single week. But now, Lord, as we enter into this time of discernment, as we figure out what's next for us, we pray that you show up, show us what to do, and then guide us every step of the way so that we really can become the church that you need us to be in this community so that we can truly be a church that brings heaven to earth and all that we do. Lord, we pray this all in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon, and we hope you are able to join us next week. To learn more about FCC Great Bend, visit us online at firstchristianchurchgb.com. Again, that's firstchristianchurchgb.com. God bless and have a great week.